Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig, and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find, the creator of the Disaster to Dream dating solution and the Rare Find Three Steps to Brilliance. But even more importantly, I'm a mom of four teenagers, a wife, a certified professional coach, and a public speaker. And I'm an expert at helping women use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week, I'll share my voice or bring forward another rarefying voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough, and deal with major life transitions such as getting married, getting divorced, going through a career change, and having kids. I've been through so many of the same things in my life journey, and I understand the pain as well as the steps that it takes to get through the messy stuff to the ultimate freedom and joy that you desire. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset, and get out of your own way to be happy and free to live the life that you want. You know that you can, but you just don't know how. And it's hard and it's real, but it's your time to shine. You don't need to hide. All of those beautiful bits and pieces are who you are, the imperfections and all without the shame, the guilt, or the fear. If you're open and ready to transform and you want to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep listening. Today is the day you choose to make this commitment to yourself because you are a rare find. Hello, my friends. This is Robin Koenig coming to you with another episode of Rare Find Voices podcast. I was laughing to myself this morning because I give my podcast each a title, right? Each episode has a a title to it. And what happens sometimes is I get into this flow of, you know, conversation ideas. It's a whole point of why I do this podcast. And sometimes I wonder if the title of my podcast actually relates to the content that I'm producing because I, I don't write it all out. I do, you know, kind of like an overview of what I want to talk about, but then I do have a pretty, pretty, uh, common way of going into a tangent or a story or something. So I never know at the end of it, if I've actually talked about the title of what I originally had intended. So Today, the title of this episode is Definition of Success, and I've had quite a bit of coffee. I'm enjoying my second cup right now, but I hope that by the end of this, I've actually given you some really juicy nuggets to think about when you are in the process of defining success for yourself. So, gosh, today is December 9th. Oh my goodness. We are coming to the end of our 2019 And I'm so excited for 2020 just because 2020 has this really cool um, association with vision, right? 2020 being perfect vision. So if you can start to wrap your brain around the idea that 2020 is the year of perfect vision for you, then it creates a lot of excitement for me. You know, I tend to go into the new year not being all you know, kind of freaked out by goals and setting and, you know, setting my New Year's resolutions. I don't necessarily do that. What I really do 
is I like to put, you know, a really good self-reflection time in for the past year and then just push through the new year with this idea of momentum, the idea of intention, the idea of excitement and curiosity of what the year will hold. And that to me is very powerful. And, you know, the word perfection, you know, I use that obviously in saying, you know, perfect vision, that's very subjective. You know, I really try to avoid it being at a level that's not attainable. So in my brain, when I say perfect, I'm thinking imperfectly perfect, right? So that's, that's how I define it for myself. So I want to throw this out there. I want you to start thinking about, you know, like, how do you plan to set your goals and, and set your intentions? And it's really interesting. I was just in a, a group where we were talking about this. We were talking about setting intentions and goals and whole, you know, the whole idea that most of the time, a lot of, uh, a lot of us, you know, we put an idea out there about a goal and things that we want to do. We want to say, we want to do more of something. You know, I want to have more fun. We want to have more um, time to ourselves, more self-care, you know, more exercise or what have you. And that's not a bad thing. But the interesting thing is when you say the word more, the brain doesn't necessarily translate that as anything, right? So you, you need to get specific. If you just say more of, then it's kind of like you're comparing it to what? Well, okay, current, but is your current the always? Is your current now what you've done before? So what, I, what I'm suggesting here is that you little, be a little bit more exact, right? So there's two places you can be more detailed. What exactly is it that you want to do, quote, more of? How much more, right? So just change the language of how much more you could say, you know, 10% more, right? We'll translate that into what that means. Is it one more day a week, right? You can use it in that context. <laughs> one more day a week of exercise. Okay, well, how much more exercise? 30 minutes? Okay, is it more intense? Does that mean instead of walking, it's running? Like really drill down a little bit to say, this is what I'm looking to attain. And then when you do it, you're going to be like, man, I did do more, right? I challenged myself. I was able to do the run, right? Or the, um, you know, put it into a gym context. You know, I was able to increase my weights in what I was doing in the gym. And the second piece of that is by when. So if you're saying, I want to do, you know, more exercise and you've drilled that down to specifically how much more, what kind of exercise and, you know, if it's more intensity, how much intensity, what that means. And then by when do you want to do it? Because gosh, that procrastination thing, that can really get us when we're trying to attain something. So when are you planning on doing that? Let's put it into terms of your career. So say you want to earn more money. Oh my gosh, that is a very common goal, right? That we set for ourselves. I want to earn more money. All right, awesome. Well, let's be specific in how much more do you want? What are you willing to do for that? What does that mean for you? Does that mean that you're going to have to um, learn a new skill? Or does that mean that you're just going to have to actually put yourself out there and have a conversation with a superior, with a boss or somebody that is in charge of making those decisions and you're gonna have to have a conversation to show why you deserve that. 
So these are all things I want you to start thinking about as we go into that new year. And then by when are you willing to do it? Because actually the the opposite of that, this is a great way to motivate yourself, is ask yourself the question, how long are you willing to wait for that to happen? So if you're struggling with trying to put a time frame on something, right? Exercise, I want to lose some weight. Okay, awesome. How long are you willing to wait for that to happen? And a lot of times we're like, I don't want to wait any longer. Okay, that's a motivator right there. So give yourself a time frame, you know, and, and be real, be reasonable, be realistic. You know, I'm all for pushing yourself, right? Don't say a year from now, <laughs> unless it's something that's extremely significant and you know for sure it's going to take that long, but be realistic. And when you give yourself that time frame, be willing to look at it again at that time frame and reflect and be able to say, how did I do? How did I do compared to what I wanted to accomplish, right? What kind of grace am I giving myself and how am I maybe not pushing myself hard enough? Those are all things to do when you hit that marker. So how long are you willing to wait for it to happen? Because that is more actionable. That's not just more of something, okay? So one of the very common objections, we use the word objections or um, obstacles, right? Things that get in our way, stuff that gets in our way is when we want to do more of something, sometimes it requires more money or maybe the goal that you have for yourself is that you want to earn more money. And so I want to just touch on this topic for a second because when it's related to finances and the reason I'm doing this is because I struggle with this myself. I have dealt with money um, mindset a lot in my life, right? That's actually a thing. So having a positive money mindset. So when you think about money, and this is something that really helped me a lot, is that money is an exchange of energy, right? That's literally all it is. It is an exchange of energy. It comes and it goes. It is easy to get. It's easy not to get. And when I think about it, I think about it as being a language, And it tells you something. And sometimes it tells you something you don't want to hear about yourself, right? But it does. It tells you something. It tells you something about other people. And when I think about it, I use the same practice to understand my money mindset, my financial mindset, the exact same ways I use for anything else that I want to either change or understand is what I've talked about before in my other podcasts is the connection of your thoughts to your feelings, to your actions. Okay. So when it comes to money and knowing, right, believing that it is a mindset, it is an energy, then I want you to think about what is the thought that you have when you start thinking about money? How is it related to how it makes you feel? Does it make you feel good? Does it stress you out? You know, it's complicated for sure. <laughs> Sometimes it, it changes and it can go in waves depending on what you're doing in your life, how satisfied you feel, but it relates to then an action or a non-action. And so I'm not going to go into this too deep. I just wanted to put it out there because I want you to be able to recognize. I want you to get curious about what it is that you need and desire and When it comes to any of these things that you want to attain, that you want to change, that you want to focus on in your 2020 year of perfect vision, 
I want you to be able to connect the dots and know that it's all connected. It's all related to each other. And if you can see it, if you can understand it, then you can learn from it. And at the end of the day, once you see it, learn from it, then you can achieve it. It's, it, it sounds like I'm, I'm not trying to be like, it's so simple, but it actually is when this whole concept of planning for the new year or starting a new year or focusing on something gets really overwhelming and maybe you don't want to do it or maybe this is your absolute favorite thing to do. That's possible. I love this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I put myself in a position to be curious about what it is that I need or want, that I desire. And when I start to see it, the vision, right, right there, then I can learn from it and figure out what do I need to do to get there. That's what it's all about. Okay. So one of the other really cool things, so I just talked about, you know, kind of your, your mindset, um, being curious, being able to connect the dots one of the other really powerful things when it comes to planning for, you know, your vision, what you desire is beginning with the end in mind. And I believe I, I spoke about this in another podcast, maybe in a slightly different way, but this is all about the idea that you need to look backwards in order to see how you will get somewhere. Okay. So the reality is that you're going to draw on past experiences and strengths and things that have happened in your life before. And that's how you're going to build a plan of action because it's very likely that you have gone this path before. And I know maybe you're thinking, gosh, Robin, like I've not ever done this before, but you've done something similar that you've had to use the same gifts, the same strengths, the same learnings and understandings to get there. And so if you're able to stop for a moment and say, this isn't about me looking forward. This is about me looking backwards. Then you're going to be able to like reverse engineer how to get what, get what you want in a much easier way. Okay. So, and it's not a straight line. So what you're going to see, because this is, this is a big part of it is realizing that, you know, it took, took some pivots. It took some curves. It took some changes in direction for you to get there. And if you're able to say, I remember, I remember doing that and what I had to do to course correct in order to get there, then you're going to start to open up those blind spots. Because the truth is, is that we're going to self-sabotage. We will self-sabotage. Like that is a definite, (laughs) we will. And if you're able to find those blind spots before they find you, then that in itself is going to put you ahead of the game. And so um, there's a saying that is, I don't even know what I don't know, right? And that sounds kind of goofy, even when I say it out loud. I don't even know what I don't know. That, those are your blind spots. And when we decide that we want to, we, we want to avoid looking at something, the reality is that we're not going to get what we want by not looking at it, right? That's what that whole saying is really all about. So it's like, I just want to close my eyes and not look at it. Well, then, okay, then you're going to stay where you are. And if that's okay with you, if that serves you, cool. But if you're in the place where you want to keep moving forward, then you're going to need to look in the mirror 
And you're going to need to look at the reality of what's getting in your way, the things that you don't know, right? Those blind spots. And if that's hard for you, which it very well is, it's hard for anybody to look in the mirror and look in the reflection and say, what is it that's getting in my way? What am I going to self-sabotage myself with? Maybe you're too close to it. Then you're going to want to surround yourself with people that can hold that mirror for you. And, and that's exactly what I do for my clients. Like I am there holding up the mirror and I can see in the reflection more. I can, because it's hard to look at yourself. It is hard for anybody to look at themselves and say, this is what I'm seeing and this is what I want to change. It's like not our human nature to do that. Although it is in our human nature to find our flaws. That is easy. But there is a difference between looking in the mirror, looking at your reflection, or having somebody else help look at the things that can really help you affect change and keep you moving forward versus pointing out the things that are quote wrong with you, right? So don't allow that self-sabotage, that negative self-talk to be what you're finding in the mirror. Okay. So I want to be like super duper clear about that. There are things that will typically show up for us over and over and over again. That is really hard for us to see and acknowledge and address them. So What I'm encouraging you to do is I want you to hold that mirror up or have somebody hold that up for you. I will hold it up for you. And I want you to to look at it, stop the self-judgment and handle it. Like literally just be like, all right, in front of me, this is what I can see. Or this is what somebody else has told me and I've heard it and I didn't really necessarily want to, but I know so powerfully what I want to change and it's not easy. Not always, but it is powerful to do this. It is worth it always to do this, okay? So it's funny, I, I, wanna, I listened to a speaker recently. I was at an event and I listened to a really great speaker and I apologize, I do not have her name at my, on my fingertips here to share with you. Um, and I like to give credit to people when they do that because I'm a speaker as well. Um, but I will try and find it and put it into the notes. But she she really brought something up that I really liked. Um, and she talked about how we are etched with software. Like we, we have imprints, like a program that show up in our life. Right. And I thought it was really cool how she was talking about it. She's talking about the science of success, successology and, um, and how like a computer, you wake up, you run the program and then you turn off, right? You go to sleep. <laughs> so like right now I, I, you know, woke up, I ran the program of, you know, having my coffee, preparing for this recording. Um, and you know, it, it's pretty like normal stuff and there's, there's a routine, but then there's also programming in ourselves that we tend to just do because that's just what we do. Right. You ever hear yourself say like, oh my gosh, like what I just said, I sounded just like my mother or I sounded just like my father. Like I, I hear myself sometimes doing that. And so, but here's the good news. The good news is that you can reprogram yourself. You can reprogram your brain. Remember, it's all connected. So if you are able to see what's going on, understand the program, right? The reflection, and you can reprogram your brain to think differently. You can then feel differently and do things differently to change the intended results. Like it's really, really possible. 
So I want you to think about the things that you're currently programmed for, right? So think about based on your past experiences, your life, your beliefs, the social pressures. I mean, like what you believe to be true, all of those things. And I want you to make a note of the ones that you want to change, the ones that don't work for you anymore, that you believe, and this is not about anybody else, this is what you believe are getting in your way or not serving you. And that's where you can start. That is where you can begin to make your plan and then you can reverse engineer it and you can get specific, you can be detailed, give yourself your time frame and go for it. That right there, okay? So here's a really interesting fact. This also came from the speaker I was watching. So the average person has, excuse me, the average person has 68 to 90,000, 68 to 90,000 thoughts per day. Like, think about that for a second. (laughs) Here's another thought we're adding to, we're adding to your hundreds of, or tens of thousands thoughts right now. (laughs) 68 to 90,000 thoughts per day. And here's the kicker. 94% of them are focused on what you don't want to happen. I mean, seriously, wow. Like that is, that is avoidance at its worst. (laughs) When I heard that, I mean, I, I laugh, but it's like, I can understand that. I can see that being true. Focusing on the problem and the negatives. And again, it goes back to the fact that we're programmed, especially after decades of life right? I mean, kids don't think like this, right? They, they don't have, they literally do not have 94% of the uh, thoughts that are focused on what they don't want to happen. And as you get older, as life happens, this continues to grow. So it totally made sense to me. And so I started to think like, how do you create or aspire or achieve that 6% right? The difference, the 6% that is focused on what you want, all of the things that you want. How, how do you do that? And one of the things that came to mind for me is allowing it. And, you know, again, kind of a very simple approach, but when you stop chasing it, when you stop putting yourself in this place of um, you know, stress or belief that it's hard and chase and go after like what happens when you chase something, it probably will run from you, right? Kids, dogs, well, maybe not a wild animal, (laughs) but usually when you're chasing something, it goes the other direction. So if you allow it to come to you, if you remove the barriers, if you change the beliefs, the avoidance, you hold up the mirror and you look at it and you choose, then what you see is what you project. What you see is what's possible. What you see is that 6%. So whatever is in that mirror is, you know, you start to define what it is that you want in the world. So, you know, for a really long time for me, when I was in my 20s, even in my 30s, you know, this was a pattern for me. 
I did believe, I believed fully that I was a woman that was meant to serve others. And, and in my mind, it, it was a very positive thing. And I'm not saying that that's a wrong, that's a bad thing, you know, but what I wanted was to do more for people than what I wanted to do for myself. And I wanted to make everyone happy. And what I realized was that I was projecting and maybe I didn't realize this at first. So let me go back. What I was projecting, because I know this to be true based on my understanding and looking back, is I was projecting someone that didn't value herself, that didn't believe that her needs were worthwhile, that you know, a woman that didn't ask for what she wanted, that didn't speak up when she wasn't happy, that didn't say anything when her needs weren't being met. And this was my mirror. This was, you know, when I finally saw this, and it was not an easy task whatsoever, I decided that I wanted to change that. And it was a choice, right? And, and it was something that went on for a long time. It put me into relationships that weren't serving me. It put me into, you know, opportunities that maybe weren't best for me or didn't get me where I wanted to go until I saw it, until I decided. And now I'm still of service to others. I still value helping other people, pursuing happiness and giving all that I can from my heart and my soul to those that I care about. That is my truth. But the way that I do it now stems from my beliefs and my mirror now that reflects a woman who knows her worth, who knows that she is driven and ambitious and probably super stubborn, that I know, (laughs) but will achieve her biggest dreams by following her heart, using her head and trusting her intuition. So I share that because I want you to, to know and I want you to hear that I have been there And I know what it feels like and to step into this new year and, you know, close the book on 2019, it's time for you to look in that mirror and it is time for you to truly see what you desire and how you can and will get there. That is what I believe to be true. And I'm going to remind you of, of my mantra and I've shared this before. And if you've just started listening, then I want you to hear this because I have a mantra that I use daily. I share it with my clients, um, anybody that wants to listen, but this is what I believe in my heart. And I say it, sometimes I say it out loud, sometimes I write it down, but my mantra is there's three sentences and they all start with the two words, I believe. I believe that I can, I believe I will, and I believe I am. And I own that. And I want to let you know too that these are choices that you can make to say, I believe in these things. I believe in myself. And the idea of struggle and suffering and unhappiness that I also believe is a choice. And I, and I put that out there because you get to choose where you want to be. Right. I've, I've talked a bit about before the, the, you know, being in comfort, being in discomfort, the superpower zone. 
you know, those are really powerful places to go. And your programming, what, what you're, you know, kind of consistently running on is driving. It's driving you to wherever. And maybe it's in the comfort zone. Maybe you're just like doing laps. <laughs> you're doing laps all around like circles in that comfort zone. And if you get back into the driver's seat and you choose to make that change, make that shift, refocus, right? Look in that rearview mirror. You're going to get yourself outside of that comfort zone into the discomfort zone and into the superpower zone, which is where your dreams live. That is where they are. I promise you that's where they are. And I want you to change the internal dialogue from I can't to how will I? How will I? Put yourself in an intentional action. There's, you know, essentially you're, you're stepping into that curiosity versus fear and it will scare you and that's okay, right? One of my, uh, you know, good friends, he's an incredible author, speaker, influencer, leadership guru. His name is Steve Farber and he calls it the OSM and that stands for the oh shit moment. And that is literally what it is, right? When you do something that you are scared of, right? You're energized by it, but you're scared. It's the moment when you stop and you say, oh shit. (laughs) And it's fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. It's spot on. He nailed it. And that is inspired by an audacity, a positive audacity to do something bold and different and outside of the social norm. And it's validated by the proof of your efforts. So if you can rewrite your programming, you will shift your reality, right? So like who here has, who here, like you're sitting in front of me, but I'm speaking to you as an audience, as I would, if you were in my room, (laughs) you know, who here has done something or gone to something? How about that? Like gone to an event or something. And you're like level 10 excited and inspired. And you're like, that was the best thing ever. You know, I just saw that great speaker or went to this, you know, awesome workshop. And then once that adrenaline is gone or like you've left the building, you go into like what we call the no action zone, right? That's not even like the comfort zone. That's like the out where the crickets are, the no action zone. You know, you go back to your routine, back to your scheduled programming, you know? And so that happens. It happens to me all the time, right? I remember doing that, you know, even when I was in my, you know, corporate job or when I was working for the nonprofit, you know, it was like so excited. And then you're like, what happened? I can't even get anything done. I'm like stuck now again, right? How do you change that? It's, it's all about what you believe and what you think. And the idea that success is on the other side of your actions. Well, that just takes intention. That's just takes the intention. If success is living on the other side of your action, then you've got to intentionally take action, right? Like literally that simple. And one of the biggest learnings that I've had is that you will motivate yourself. You will, if you, again, choose to do that and choose to take that action, you're still not going to do it by yourself, right? I'm going to be super nerdy right now. There is no I in success. You've probably heard that or you're just groaning or rolling your eyes, but... (laughs) It's true. And if it's worth doing, then you're not going to want to do it alone, right? I have so many things that I'm so pumped about, so excited to do. And the last thing I want to do is do it by myself. 
right? You can feel the personal achievement, but you're not going to do it alone. And anybody that says that they're a self-made person, they're lying because they did not do that alone. And, you know, those people with the mirrors, you want them there. You do. So you have, you personally do have to be willing to do something that you've never done before to achieve something you've never achieved. And while that may not be alone, you're the one still making that decision. Um, There was an awesome quote as well that I saw and I loved it. And I swear I'm going to use this like with my kids every single time because it was so good and it makes me laugh, but it's true. So um, there's a quote from Claire Cook and it's all about intention and planning and possibility. And it says, if plan A doesn't work, the alphabet has 25 more letters and 204 if you're in Japan. So you may have read that before. If not, please write that one down. It was so good. I absolutely love it. And so I think about that now, you know, plan A, plan B, plan Z, like you've got to just keep going. And the only thing that happens, right, if it doesn't work, the only thing that will happen is you learn. Remember that 6% from earlier, right? That's what's, that's the possible part, the 6% thoughts of possibility. Now you just try a different way. And I believe, excuse me, I believe that if the, you know, the average person has the, you know, 68 to 90,000 thoughts per day and 94% of them being focused on what they don't want, change that. Like I'm going to push myself to be less than, right? Less than average. (laughs) How about that? You know, like increase that 6%. Try a different way. See what else is possible. What what more? How much more is possible? Right? I, I, I always think about, you know, being a mom, being a parent. But for me, obviously, being a mom, I learned what's possible by being a mom. Like I learned what it feels like to keep going. Uh, it is It is hard, but I've learned what's possible. And you have to be willing to push yourself and trust other people and believe that you are capable and worthy of protecting and growing and guiding another life, right? Like they gave me this baby leaving the hospital without a guidebook. I say this baby, my son is almost 16 now, but (laughs) you know, like they give you, they give you this baby leaving the hospital. There's no guidebook. There's no, there's no screening process. Honestly, like I didn't have to qualify as a good parent. And if I allow my definition of success to be clouded, my mirror to be foggy or my beliefs to be what I don't want to happen, then how will I ever guide another person to their destination of success? Whether it be, you know, one of my kids or another person in my life that I want to guide, my clients, um, people that I've interacted with in my life. You know, if I truly am of service, then if I allow myself to be clouded or foggy on the beliefs of what's possible and stay in that 94% mindset, then, then, I, then I'm not going to do what I desire. I'm not going to do what I want to do. So you have, you have a choice and it is rooted in what you decide to do today. And I'm going to emphasize that today and not tomorrow. 
So this entire time I've been talking about, you know, planning and visioning and getting ready for like the future and so forth. I'm going to tell you right now that the decision is for today and not tomorrow. And the reason I say that is because I want you to feel today empowered, super powered, like ready to take action today because tomorrow is like super easy. It's like this magical, mystical, never, never land of, you know, it's tomorrow and I'm going to do that, but it's not concrete. It's not tangible for you right now. It's easy to put it out there, right? I say that that's where procrastination lives. Tomorrow is where avoidance lives, (laughs) right? If you tell yourself that there's truth, right? That's not bullshit. It's truth that that's where it lives. You know, give yourself the map to get there, but man, start today. Start today with an action. And so I want you to, there's three questions I'm going to put out there for you right now, right? Grab your, grab your journal, grab your, you know, something or text yourself. I don't know, but three questions. One, what can you do right now? Like today, finish listening. Okay. Do that. (laughs) And then what can you do right now? Right. To take action. Second question is what is the end that you have in mind? Write it down. Write down what it is that you want. What is the end that you have in mind? Because that's when you're going to start your process of reversing. Okay, you're going to go backwards. And then the third question is, what will you change today? Okay, so hold up the mirror right now and say, how will you change? Right, what is kind of part of it, right? You're going to define it because you're going to want to understand it. But how? is actionable? How is, is your ability to say this is doing? Okay. So those are the three questions. So imagine this, imagine you're living in that 6% of possibility and that's going to grow for you. I guarantee it, but let's just say it's, you're the, you're the average, the 6% of possibility mindset. Imagine that you're focused, that you're curious, that you are fulfilled and you know, the self-sabotage routine you know that, but you chose to look at the reflection and you have now a wide open perspective, way more. Those blinders are coming off. Your vision is opening up and the people around you are holding up the mirror too. They are, they're doing that for you because they care. These are people that want to help you. And if they're the ones that are holding up the mirror and showing you flaws and telling you things that's wrong with you, then tell them to get out, get out of the way. Okay, get out of the way. You don't need them. You don't need them to to give you information that's not valuable for you. Okay. And if this is something you need help with, right? Pushing the people out that don't aren't serving you, or you know, finding a way to look in the reflection yourself and really make it powerful in the understanding of the information that you're gathering, let me know. I have spent the last 20 years exploring this for myself. I have used my life experiences to better understand who I am and what's possible based on my gifts, based on the things that I know are powerful. I know are my superpowers that are, I am good at and how I can help serve others. And I have figured out the path to take when it gets really hard. I know how to shift my mindset and I know how to be more focused and more aware and more aligned with what I want, not what I think is perfect or, 
you know, quote, right or easy. And looking at my own reflection, asking other people to hold up the mirror for me as well. And, you know, what a journey, what a journey it has been. And here I am now ready to help you with the same thing. And if you're ready and you're saying to yourself now, like 2020 is my year, then let's talk. Okay. Like pick up, pick up the phone. Like (laughs) this is not an infomercial, but take the opportunity. If your very first step like that, what you can do right now is to contact me then awesome. I am stoked. My action will be to respond right away. I can tell you that. Um, and actually today, so today, this will be a Wednesday. So today I am sharing a great new resource that I've created with my email subscribers. So if you're a podcast subscriber, awesome. Cause you're getting these like when they come out right there, fabulous. If you're not subscribed, do that, do that today. But I have a new resource that if you're on my email list and you're subscribing, it's a new download and it's free and it is called the 531 method and you'll get all the details as to what that is and basically what it is, it's teaching you how to play with possibility, right? What a theme and that is something I am so passionate about, but I'm going to give you some tools. I'm going to give you some tips on how to play with possibility and here's how you get it. Super simple. Everybody's got a phone, right? You're probably listening right now on your phone. You're going to text the word possible, right? Just one word possible to 31996. Okay. So to the number 31996, text the word possible to that number and you will get onto my email list as a subscriber and you will get my free download all about the 531 method, how to play with possibility. If you are already on my email list, still text, okay? Still text the word possible to 31996 because I just started this new download. So you probably don't have it and you won't get it unless I get that text from you and then I'll know. And if you're on my list already, it'll tell me, don't worry. You're not gonna like get double the amount of messages from me, promise. (laughs) But I will send you that free download. Okay, so you can get started with this 531 method and dig in and take action and I'm going to help you and it's going to be awesome and you're going to get right into your groove for your 2020 year of perfect vision. That just sounds awesome. I'm I'm so excited for you. <laughs> so anyway, I so appreciate you listening. And I believe that we did get to the theme. I think, uh, I believe we did. We talked about a definition of success and maybe I gave you some new tips and some things to think about, some juicy nuggets. And um, if you've got somebody else that you think they could really learn from this, please share. Please give them the info on this podcast and go ahead and subscribe if you have not done so. Find me somewhere else. Find me on um, my website. My website is Robin Koenig, K-O-E-N-I-G dot com. You can email me hello at robinkoenig.com. Super easy. You can find me on Instagram at rarefind underscore love because I love what I do. And if you can't find me any other way, text the word possible to 31996 and you'll be on my email list. And then you can just email me anytime you want. So 
Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful, so appreciative, super fired up for the new year. And I hope that you have an absolutely awesome day with love and laughter. Take care.